Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hello and welcome to Hyperspace Hangout, a podcast by Star Wars fans for Star Wars fans. I am Matt Starwin. And I am Ezra Skyhopper. Welcome aboard the Outcast. This is the place for all Star Wars fans where we discuss your thoughts and theories about a galaxy far, far away. So like seven, eight, how many young did he kill a lot? Not nine, a lot, a lot. You know, ten. I don't remember actually seeing like a, a concrete number. Nor do I know. I'd have to go back and count. You know, there were some younglings hiding behind the chamber chairs. So I mean, did he kill all of them? I don't know. Maybe the emperor wanted him to save some. I, you know, I mean, one of them almost 11? got away. We're in double digits now. We're we're well into double digits. Oh my gosh! Well, uh, friends, uh, here we are. Uh, Just want to thank everybody for joining us here in in hyperspace. A couple. We've got some real exciting stuff today. And uh, in Twitter, I want to give a couple shout outs here. Our good friend Lindsay Gadotti has been hitting us up on Twitter, and we're hoping to have her on the show soon with uh, Clashing Sabers. And uh, I just followed. Matt, I just followed a slew of Star Wars podcasts. All right. I, nice. It's insane. So whoever it was, I mean, all of you followed us. Most of you followed us back. Thank you for that, and uh, we appreciate it. So been been warmly welcomed into the Star Wars podcasting community. So it's been, it's been great. So, all right, let's see what uh, Emily has for us. Incoming transmission. Today's episode, we are discussing Jedi Master Austin's story, Captain David Snagarian from the Nov 7 Bill Zettelmoyer, Captain Bill, Lord Adam Parker from the northern region of the planet Batu. Wow. So Batu. yeah. So, uh, but we do have some news, uh, Ezra. I think we uh, want to hit up here. That is the new Star Wars game. We got a little, few little teasers of fallen jedi it's the game that's going to be coming out later this year published by ea so here's hoping that's not one giant microtransaction uh you know credits are sacred to some of us so hey what what you got issues with ea i mean come on uh yeah (laughs) let's let's not get me started but e3 uh is right around the corner so i'm sure that is where we will get all of the footage it's actually next week So I'm sure on our next episode of Hyperspace Hangout, we'll be talking quite a bit about Fallen Order because I believe EA's press conference is they usually do theirs on Tuesdays. Okay. so probably Tuesday, the 11th is probably when that's coming out. Although this year, Sony has opted out of E3, just kind of a big deal. So it's going to be the Microsoft and Nintendo show. And then EA has always been that one of those big third party video game uh, companies that has had their own press conference 
they usually went on Mondays in between Sony and and um, Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or the other way around, Microsoft's always in the morning, Sony's in the evening. So we'll see. Now EA has a the eyes are beyond them a little bit more, and I'm sure they're they're going to be pushing hard with this game. Yeah, I was uh, there at Celebration when they I got the poster, got to see some of the like the the trailer, the footage, the gameplay, and uh, it looks epic. It looks it looks awesome, and it's going to be a really really cool story. So I'm excited for that. There's a lot of speculation behind the lightsaber, um, you know, and just what happens to this kid. Does does he make it? Uh, wow, it's it's just it's really it's it's that transitional point in in the galaxy when they're hunting down these these jedi you know it's 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 funny that you brought up the younglings (laughs) matt i mean it's like they were hunted down you you could not show that uh you were force sensitive and and so he's got to be careful about that so hopefully we'll get some more um you know we'll get some more transmissions about that and uh and and we'll we'll kind of that that could be one of the things that we play for for our hangouts when we do our quarterly hangouts yeah absolutely i mean real quick uh, one last thing i'll say about it before uh, obviously, I'm sure we'll get tons more footage on it next week. But um, you and I, while you and I actually on, on one of our on a, one of our old projects, we actually talked quite highly of Battlefront Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, there are the microtransactions, and that was its own thing. But you and I both really enjoyed the campaign with and the tie-in with with Iden Versio and yeah. the Inferno Squad, and there was the book as well. And so if the the fact that this is more of a single player experience, well, then I think it could end up being pretty good. So yeah, yep, absolutely. I, I, I think I think you're right. It's and it really what's neat about it is the story. You know, one thing I heard too when I was there is it is it respawn? Is is that the group that's yes? Okay, yep. The developers there. So, yep. um, they were talking about like intelligent, oh gosh, like sophisticated battle sequences. You know, so it wasn't just a button smasher. But yet you, anyone could pick it up and, and, and play and have a good time, if that makes sense. So I was, I was encouraged by that. But yeah. All right. And it does follow the uh, young Padawan Cal. I think it's Cal Kestis is his name. Mm-hmm. So that should be, mm-hmm. that should be pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. So, all right, here we go. Let's dive into some of these transmissions. Um, so first up we have Jedi Master Austin of Texas. So he says uh, the ship is the Alamo. <laughs> <laughs> which I which I love. Mm, nice. Yeah. Uh, Matt and Ezra, thanks for taking the time to read this transmission, and thank uh, thank you for all that you do uh, and for what you do. While topics of podcast are cool and fun, so much falls on the actual podcasters to make a show click. I'm a big fan of, of Bend the Knee and an Unexpected Podcast, and um, I am loving hanging out in hyperspace. So, awesome. Uh, all that to say... Y'all, too, are some of my favorite. I forgot. He's from Texas. Okay, so Jedi Master mm-hmm. Austin's got a bit of the, the twang going, which I love. Uh, that I like it. I like it, too. I really do. Uh, that y'all, too, are some of my favorite uh, podcasters listen to easily. Wow. That's awesome. Thanks, man. Uh, here's an origin story for you. I grew up in a heavily Star Wars-obsessed family. My father, while not always present, did expose me to a deep love of a galaxy far, far away from an early... Uh, from an early age, or as early as I can remember. Matt, we too had the silver De- uh, Darth Vader um, widescreen edition of the original trilogy, and I watched on VHS um, on, on repeat. Yeah, guys, the widescreen, I think, was better. I, I do, I'm telling you, there was, like, more hidden gems in that, and uh, right. I'm jealous that I didn't have it. <laughs> so, yeah. didn't have the capabilities, all right? 
There is a there is a slightly better version, but I'll wait. I'll wait till we're done, and, I'll, and then I'll talk about it. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, so almost to the annoyance of my entire family, so that repeating uh, of of the VHS. When uh, my parents divorced at a young age, I turned to Star Wars, reading the books, watching the movies, playing the video games, and my favorite activity, collecting the Lego Star Wars sets. Uh, at my peak, I had over 50 sets that I worked and saved for uh, as a young kid and even had a Lego space battle. Wow. Um, uh, hanging over my head. Wow. So kind of like, you know, he had completed the, the Lego sets and then kept them, I guess, assembled, right? And then suspended them there. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, with some some fishing wire and things like that. So I vaguely remember seeing both uh, the the um, the Phantom Menace uh, and Attack of the Clones in theaters, but most of all remember um, the Revenge of the Sith in two thousand and five. What an amazing experience to grow up in an age when Star Wars returned! Wow, you know that's. I mean, it is kind of neat that we because that was also that that was also us, Matt. You know that was we, we were kind of. I mean, Phantom Menace, you've talked about it being a big big deal in your life, too. So Absolutely. Uh, and now to see the new films coming out uh, has, has returned me to my childhood and is preparing me to share my love for Star Wars with my own son, uh, whom we are expecting this August. Wow. Congratulations. That's awesome. Uh, anywho, that's a lot about me. Sorry. Now on to my theory slash discussion point. I feel uh, that the title... Um, the title character in The Rise of Skywalker can only point to Ben Solo. So the, we asked the question last week, who's doing The Rising? So we've got The Rise of Skywalker. Who are, who are we referring to here? And um, Okay, so Ben Solo. The last uh, remaining slash likely Skywalker character to rise from the ashes. He's always been tormented by his family and wrestling with who he will be in this world. Fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate, hate leads to suffering. As Anakin has driven to the dark side, uh, was driven to the dark side by the fear of his mother slash Padme dying, so too was Ben driven to the dark side by his fear of living up to the impossible standards of his heritage. Wow, I like that. Uh, Both of his parents were rock stars in the rebellion. His uncle was a history-changing Jedi Master, and his grandfather the most powerful Force user to ever live. Uh, With these standards to live up to, of course he turned. Now, I think that while he and Rey will duke it out uh, in The Rise of Skywalker, I theorize that ultimately they will come together, facing the common superior evil uh, of Palpatine. In this final battle with the Phantom Menace, who has been pulling the strings ever since 1977, I believe Kylo will perish, sacrificing himself to kill Palpatine in a similar fate as his grandfather, uh, Darth Vader. Ultimately, Kylo will achieve what he so desired since The Force Awakens, finishing what his grandfather started. Thanks for the read, guys. Keep doing what you're all doing. Uh, Love y'all's podcast, and love you guys. May the Force be with you always. Wow. Jedi Master Austin. That's epic, man. That is that is awesome. I, mm-hmm. I I love those thoughts on on the rise of Skywalker. I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, let's talk about his rise of Skywalker uh, thoughts a little bit, and then I want to go into what he was talking about with where we were talking about the definitive ad- ad version, where I, sure. I mentioned that during during the thing. Um, yeah, I do like the idea of Palpatine being the final kind of villain. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I the only the only downside to that is 
that then there wasn't that villain the entire time, that prevalent kind of villain the entire time. And I feel like in a trilogy, that's almost where you kind of want to go. There needs to be some some sort of, of catalyst that ties all three together. But go ahead. Well, you mean like in the, in the sequels, just sort of like in so, the sequels, yeah. in the sequels, right? Yeah, because we probably don't unless unless there is something that Palpatine was pulling strings, and then we learn about it in seven mm-hmm. and eight. Yeah, possibly Snoke being one of his minions or something like that. That would be cool. But uh, if it did just end up being him, I almost feel like I almost feel like Palpatine is going to be a player, but not the villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that they really do have us baffled on on the the villain piece because you have a lot of folks who believe in Ben Demption and they believe that Ben Solo is going to be uh, redeemed. So you know, in in the originals, Vader starts off as that villain, and you have the Empire behind him and and, and all of that. Um, then we learn about the Emperor and the and uh, the Empire Strikes Back, and Palpatine starts to kind of grow in our mind. And we sort of transition over to him being the villain, and then Vader is redeemed, ultimately. But still, major villain right up until the end. I don't know who the villain is behind... Like, if, if Ben Solo comes back, kind of like Vader does, I don't know like who's behind him. And if it's just Palpatine the whole mm-hmm. time, then it's, it is... Uh, that would be interesting. I mean, that would be, from the get-go, this is somebody who's been pulling the strings. But we would need to know more about that. We'd need to get some clarity on that this this next um, installment who I think should be the villain I'm not saying they're going to do this but to me the the a villain character has been right there all along and I think it's it's Hux because huh? you get that great shot of him in episode 7 where he is he and Kylo are almost they're both talking to Snoke and they're almost having that argument you know yeah yeah um, it's like they have like kind of a power play there and then Kylo as I tells him off and kind of scares him a little bit in episode um eight right mm-hmm. and then he's he's looking down and he tells him to fire on luke and yeah and all of all of this stuff and so i i feel like he's been he's still in a position of power but you can tell he definitely hates yeah. kylo ren right. and it's the difference of hating kylo ren we never see anyone hate darth vader they are all scared <laughs> yeah of of darth vader and the emperor mm-hmm. no one no one hates the emperor Mm-hmm. either everyone's all entirely fearful of him so there's definitely a uh, room for uh jockeying of power with hux yeah and you know going back to the aftermath series hux kind of sets up he's a part of uh he's younger um his it's his father really and, and others who helped to form the first order and he's right there in the get-go in the beginning and so when the first order comes back and they come out of hiding it does kind of suck to say okay so now I'm, I'm supposed to be in charge, but then we've got Ben Solo, Kylo Ren showing up, and all of a sudden Snoke's obsessed with him, and Hux kind of gets takes a big back seat. You could see how that would really peeve him and really upset him. But what, here, here's a curveball for you, though. I was just thinking, you know, in the in episodes one uh, one through three, it seemed like, and I'm, I can't believe I'm going to give any. Uh, I can't. I'm even. I can't believe I'm giving voice to this. But in episode one, you know. I think at one point George Lucas did say that that Jar Jar is, is the key to everything. <laughs> so, well, he is. He is. And he still is. And he still is. So maybe there's something there. But I was thinking if Hux was kind of a, a Jar Jar-like character who is getting made fun of in The Last Jedi and who gets getting, like, force pushed around by Kylo Ren, and then you find out that, like, he's pulling the strings. Or there's something, 
some facade or whatever that he's been keeping up just drops some veil and then he turns out to be just some ridiculous evil villain who was just putting on a front this whole time that'd be nuts that'd be a bit of a stretch i don't think that's going to happen but uh when i think of jar jar i can think of i can think of anything okay i can <laughs> uh, i can imagine anyone being the villain at that point so but uh yeah i don't know i mean i'm i'm really interested in in figuring out who that i mean right now it's ray versus kylo um, with what seems like the Emperor behind the scenes and some essence transfer uh, or, or, or something pulling the strings. So that, that's, that's all I can really think of right now. And if, if the Skywalker who's rising is Ben, okay, then we need, an, we need another villain to kind of emerge, I guess. You know, mm -hmm. Or maybe he does something that's so wrong and so messed up. Maybe he does kill Rey. And it's like from that, it just maybe it's incident or it's accidental or something or... You know, another Yuzenvong force shows up or something crazy, and he has to turn. I don't. I don't know. It's it's yeah. going to be interesting, but yeah. Okay, okay. All right, so move on. All right, no, 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 real quick. I want to talk about. Oh the yeah, that's right. So we were talking about the VHS, and you said the widescreen. Okay. Yeah. So it it would the the in my opinion the best way to watch Star Wars the original movies uh -huh. is so we know that if you want to go buy them on DVD today, they're going to be redone versions of or blu-ray today they're redone versions of the redone versions that they did in 1999 right where they redid the movies and they added extra scenes mm -hmm. but then the blu-ray versions they've cut out the in episode six and they've uh yeah anakin and, and put in hayden christensen anakin yep and then, of course, there's the differences in Jabba the Hutt, which they which they did. So if you want to see Star Wars in its original kind of format uh -huh. in the highest quality, uh, you would think VHS, old VHS tapes. But in 1995, they released a f a format that didn't stick around for very long. Laserdisc. Now, I don't know if you I don't know if you're familiar with Laserdiscs, Ezra. Or have uh, you have you seen? I don't think so. OK, so. Okay, so you should look them up. Okay. Laser discs, it was a format that was it came out in the 90s and they're like triple the size of CDs. They almost look like records, but they're CDs. Okay, okay. They're that big. So they're basically they were back in the day like uncompressed CDs and they're freaking enormous. So you can find these and there's the widescreen laser disc version of 4, 5 and 6. And actually, the collection of them is super cool. You can, I think, you can find it on eBay for around hundred bucks. But it has behind-the-scenes stuff, and they're only in this laserdisc version. Uh, so to watch it today, obviously, it's going to look kind of choppy because it's a composite video format. That's like the red, white, and yellow. Mm -hmm. You know, you yeah. remember those back in the day? Yeah, yeah. Red, white, yellow. Yeah, so you can buy, because there is no Laserdisc HDMI player anymore, and there's no Blu-ray or DVD version of the original versions of Star Wars, so you need to get a Laserdisc, a Laserdisc player, and then a HDMI converter, which you can find on Amazon for like, I don't know, 20, 30 bucks. Mm -hmm. So you're looking at around $230, and that's, the, that's like the real deal way. To watch Jeez. the original Star Wars in widescreen uh -huh. that has all the old stuff before it was re-enhanced re in the right. late 90s and then re-enhanced again in the early, like the mid-2000s. Yeah, yeah. 
Wow. I'm looking up Laserdisc right now, and that is one massive uh, disc, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. They're, they're crazy. I mean, that is crazy. That is actually insane. Yeah. It looks like Sorry, a record. Look, got it. it does look like a record. Yeah, it's but it's How did but we... star but the star but the Star Wars, it's easily by far uh laserdisc collectors, all four of them that, that exist out there. Yeah. Uh you know, it's like the pinnacle of laser discs um out there. But it, they they looked great back in the day. And the Laserdisc collection actually has a bunch of cool uh, has like a little book in there and stuff like that. It's really really cool. The Star Wars version, the artwork's really nice and it's yeah. pretty, really cool. Yeah, I'm looking. If you're at a right Star, now. if you're a yeah. Star Wars collector, it's kind of it's uh, it's it's a lot of people will tell you to check out that version. Wow, I mean, so okay, well, I mean, there goes all of my money. I know, so I know, <laughs> I know, and I know it has is violently. <laughs> I mean, like that's crazy. Okay, I think you did bring this up once upon a time, and I I, I forgot about it because it's just something that's so obscure. It's like. To us, anyway. Yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at eBay prices right now. You can find you can find them individually for around thirty bucks, and there's obviously it's just four or five and six. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can, uh, you know, you, a lot of people have them the sets for around uh, eighty bucks. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that is awesome. That is really cool. Okay. Well, there we go, friends. I mean, now you can go check all that out. I, I I'm sure some of you have heard of that. Uh, I had not though, so <laughs> Matt Starwin coming in clutch there with the with the hey, the man. best high quality, you know that's that's, that's crazy. So um, all right, cool, cool, awesome. Well, let's let's move on here. We'll uh, so thanks again to Jedi Master Austin there. We really appreciate it, and we're glad to have you along. Uh, it's a great origin story and uh, really good thoughts there on the on the last Skywalker. Okay, who do we have next here? We have uh, Captain David. S- Snagarian from the Nav 7. Uh, I am excited for your podcast, Hyperspace Hangout. I heard your promotion during the last couple episodes of Bend the Knee. I will say that I've enjoyed both podcasts so far, but at times I find myself frustrated because I find myself responding uh, to your statements out loud, but then you realize, but then I realize you can't hear me, so I decided to send you this message myself. I have been a huge fan of Star Wars since it first premiered on the big screen in 1977. I was only three years old, but my older brother and I have clear memories of watching it for the first time. I even remember watching the Christmas special when it aired. Don't tell George Lucas. <laughs> my favorite Star Wars movie is The Empire Strikes Back. Maybe it's because it's the first time I saw it. I saw it with my dad on my birthday, but as a child, I was utterly shocked to see Darth Vader confess that he is indeed Luke's dad. Either way, it's still my favorite anthology. Episode 8 is probably The Last Jedi is probably second. My favorite character in the series is Princess Leia Organa. From the moment we see her, she is a stark contrast to Darth Vader. He is tall, robotic, and harsh, and dressed in black and completely fierce. Leia is short, soft, feminine, and dressed in white. Good point. However, she is bold and defiant when confronted by Vader and Grand Moff Tarkin. As we see in the in the Force Awakens and in the Last Jedi, she is still bold enough to lead the Resistance. Both she and Luke suffered much loss; that they lost their families. Luke lost his Academy of Jedi, and Leia lost her home planet. They both lose Ben Solo to the dark side, but Luke goes into seclusion and closes himself off to the Force. Leia, on the other hand, perseveres. Wow. She doesn't close herself off to the Force; she, in fact, uses it. Luke may have lit a spark, but Leia is the hope that continues to lead the rebels. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Which brings me to my next point. 
And it appears it is something that you and other fans seemed to have okay. failed to see. Here we go. What if Leia is the Skywalker the title is referring to? Ben is part solo, but technically he is a solo. Ray is not a Skywalker either. At best, she may also be a solo. Before Carrie Fisher passed away, she and J.J. Abrams both said that, the, that her character would play a bigger part in the last installment. My theory is that Palpatine would come back and Leia would be the only one to kill both Palpatine and Kylo Ren. She would go down in a blaze of glory, finally using the Force to put an end to the madman who turned her father and son into monsters. She will be the one to put an end to her family's legacy of atrocities and restore peace to the galaxy. She may have a bigger role in the movie than we think and... At least that is my hope. Thank you for your time, you scruffy-looking nerf herders. May the force be with you, Captain David Snagarian from the Nav Seven. Wow. Well, Captain David, we appreciate it, man. That is, and and you know, you touch on something that first of all, the origin story is is fantastic. I, I love hearing that, and we will not tell George about the holiday special. Uh, I'd only seen clips of that here and there, and and finally this past year, I, I watched it in full. Um, I might have seen it in full back in the day, back when we were in high school, just for fun. I don't think I was really paying attention, and uh, I really sat down and watched it this past year uh, at, at the anniversary. So that's that's pretty cool. And yeah, Empire. I mean, come on, that that is you know that that's why it's the best. Is is there's that reveal? Um, mm-hmm. I, I remember reading, and maybe Captain David can can tell us this, but like at the time, people really struggled. Like people were, left the the theater saying no. There's no way that's not true. That's impossible. <laughs> you know, that's what people were saying, right? Uh, just like Luke is that there's there's no way that he can't be his father. There's there's something going on. Don't don't believe him, Luke. It's a trick. And there were some who were like, no, it makes that it it is like it's going to make sense. Um, but it was hard. It was it was it was it was such a I don't know. It was a huge decision. It was fantastic, and it's why we love Empire. But okay, now Leia. I mean, she is the hope. You know, Luke may have lit the spark, but Leia is the hope that continues to lead the Rebels. Uh, I, I will say, uh, I agree, J.J., from the get-go, I, she, I, I think, and I've said this in, in another project, um, that it, you had father versus son, or son versus father, whatever you want to call it, in the originals, and I really do think you were going to have um, this this mother-son confrontation. That That's what they were building to. And, and I always... Because people really struggle with when you know Luke Skywalker uh, becomes one with the Force, and, and where, where are we driving to? What's going on here? It seems like Leia is taking a back seat, sort of, but we saw her use her Force abilities in The Last Jedi, and I'm telling you, they were gearing up for a a showdown of, of some sorts. Whether it was, I mean, originally I had thought it was going to be with Snoke. Back in the day, I was kind of theorizing it's, she's going to, she will take on Snoke, or she will free her son somehow. Uh, get him back in a way uh, so anyways it was just sort of the it was the opposite it was the exact opposite of what you had in the originals you had the parent was on the light side um her son was on the dark side and again it's a mother and a son and that would have been just an awesome awesome way to go and it seems that 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 was the way that they were driving towards so i hope she does have a big role and i actually hope there's like a documentary at some point where they talk about what things would have been like with her still in the movie and in the shooting. I know she's still in it and they've, they've used some stuff from the force awakens, but I really think it'd be interesting to know what their plan was, what the script would have been after maybe years later, once we've seen it, we've, we've digested it. And then to hear what the story would have been would, would be kind of cool. 
I, I know sometimes people don't like to hear that, but I think the thing is, is that we lost her unexpectedly and right in the middle of this trilogy. And so that's so, 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 so hard to replace and, and kind of figure out what to do because they were driving towards that. That's exactly right. And the reason we don't bring it up, Captain David, is because when she was, when uh, during her passing, I, we were even speculating going into The Last Jedi, people had, since she had passed, people were kind of ruling her out in every possible uh, scenario. People thought that they had uh, reshot some of the film uh, I remember sitting in the theater and a guy was like, when when uh, Leia is, is sort of blown out into uh, the vacuum of space and comes back, uses her force abilities, people thought that they had, I was sitting right there with several people who were like, oh, they went back and, and they redid this to give her, you know, they, 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 they killed, they decided to kill her here, you know, here. And then when she uses the force to come back and lives, people were like, well, that doesn't make sense. Well, it does make sense because that's what they shot. I mean, that's how... The story was going to go, and, and she passed away after uh, the shooting of The Last Jedi. So, yeah, I totally agree, and I think this is a really good point, and I, I hope she has a huge role or gives some huge nugget of information to Rey that Rey could use against Ben, and it is sort of Leia reaching Ben through Rey. I don't know. Um, Matt, mm-hmm. what, 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 what are you thinking? You know, I, I'm right there with you is I would – I'm sure when this is all said and done, we will get some sort of documentary or something and we, and we see, or, you know, there'll be Instagram, Twitter posts, you know, something will be leaked online about just how, exactly how different this would have been. Um, it could have, that could have been the final confrontation. Uh, like, uh, yeah, Captain David is saying here. Um, I still think even, even with her death, there's ways that they, obviously there, there's some footage because we've seen it in the trailer, Yep, but, I think what would be a cool route to go would be um, you you can, I mean, you can go back and look at episode four, the Mm -hmm. end where Obi-Wan is saying, lose, use the force. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, or you look at uh, Ray's kind of force vision in episode Uh seven. Yeah. So you could still use, I'm sure there's, there's tons of just audio of throughout Carrie Fisher's career that they could use in some sort of a, a forced comment or or yeah. or, or, or conversation or, or something um, that distracts Ben or causes Ben to do the right thing. Right. Um, so I'm sure that there, there's there there are ways to do it. We also keep in mind we also saw a CG Carrie Fisher in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even toss some CG aspect and we've, we're seeing it more and more and more movies. Um, you and I have talked about it before where we saw it originally was in, uh, the first movie I can remember seeing that it was Tron legacy mm-hmm. where they, uh, they, they had that, that CG younger version of, um, Oh God, how am I, uh, how am I blanking on the guy's name? Oh, and I know you're talking uh, about, you know, who I'm talking about, he's an Iron Man. He's in, uh, the big Lebowski, uh, blanking on, blanking on his name right now, but you, you know, you know who it is, who I'm talking about. Yeah. Jeff Bridges, uh, Jeff Bridges. Yeah, exactly. I should be uh, kicked off the podcast for forgetting <laughs> that. Um, but uh, so I wouldn't put something like that outside of the outside yeah. of the possibilities. You, you know what I've heard is so what I've in just in kind of following that and, and reading, it seems like they went to her daughter and I think even her brother maybe, and they both said that they were very satisfied with what they did. Uh, in respects to Carrie Fisher, 
and it seemed like they decided to not do the CGI thing, but they may have done, they said they had old footage, and like you said, old audio clips and things like that. They had enough. And from what I've heard from JJ is that, like, the moment that they needed, they ironically shot. And, like, for some reason, they did a bunch of backup, you know, I don't know, lines or scenes or something or whatever. So it wasn't even, it wasn't even a, a, a deleted scene, but it's something that went down uh, with, with, uh, with Leia, with Carrie Fisher, and he has it, and it just ended up working out that it would, that this is, this is the way to go. And, uh, I'd even love to hear whether or not when, uh, The Last Jedi was coming out after he had already, you know, J.J. knew the story and was already prepping for Nine, if after Carrie's passing, he thought, you know what, I have that clip, or I've got, I've got this, I, I remember shooting something, and I remember we could use this to give her a nice ending or, uh, to tell a story. So it sounds like they, but you're right. They, they could do, they did that with, um, uh, Graham off Tarkin, right? So they, they exactly. did some see some stuff with him. So, but it sounds like they just in what, um, Lucasfilm has said that they're trying not to do that. They definitely aren't recasting mm -hmm. her, you know, that type of thing. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be really interesting to see what they do. And I'm, I'm just hoping I, I was just glad that the family was happy with how they went about it. So that mm -hmm. made me feel good, I guess. Mm -hmm. So yeah, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, we'll hope to get some uh, more thoughts on on Leia. She is she is definitely she is the hope. Always has been. Mm -hmm. uh, all right, I'll read this next one here. This is from uh, Captain Bill Zettelmoyer. Hello, Matt and Ezra. I have been an avid podcast listener for years and came across at Bend the Knee right before season eight started of game of thrones your podcast quickly became my go-to game of thrones podcast i have to say i was very impressed with your passion for the story and i am now a committed fan while i love game of thrones it pales in comparison to my love of star wars i'm 40 years old and have essentially lived my entire life a star wars fan i first saw the empire strikes back when i was five years old and i was immediately hooked when the special editions came to theaters, I was there opening night for each and have seen every Star Wars movie on the big screen multiple times and always on opening weekend. Now that I have two young boys, nothing makes me happier than to relive my childhood through their eyes and watch the love that I've always had for Star Wars grow in them. My 12-year-old loves Episode 1 while my 6-year-old loves Episode 5 and constantly reenacts the Battle of Hoth on his bedroom floor. <laughs> My favorite is also the is also Empire, but I love each and every movie dearly as well as the animated series. And in the last few years, I've read several of the canon books and will continue reading as the content for those stories is crucial to understanding the complete Star Wars universe, in my honest opinion. For the longest time, my favorite scene was the final space battle in Return of the Jedi, but I have to say my favorite scene now is the Vader scene in Rogue One. As for my favorite character, it's a toss-up between Han Solo and Darth Vader. Some days I feel a little Solo, some days I feel a little <laughs> Vader. I've always been very entertained by the theories that come out, and while I'm 99% uh, tend to be completely off, it's fun to hear what people think and what they know about the saga. It makes me think that the story and creating my own theories, so I have a few that I will hope uh, I hope will entertain you, and as well as the other subscribers to the podcast. I am probably completely off base, but who cares? Right, right. Okay. The title of Episode 9 refers to a new type of Force user. Disney has gone to painstaking lengths to introduce be uh, beings that are neither light or dark side Force users in its recent works. In Rebels, we were introduced to the Bendu, a being connected to the Force, and introduced the concept of balance while tapping into both sides of the Force. Also consider the prominence of Ashoka, 
a supposed gray Jedi in the Disney Star Wars universe and in the latest movies with Kylo wanting to create a new order that was neither Sith nor Jedi. And finally, Rey, a Force user that appears to tap into both sides to become a very powerful Force user. Disney has been very careful in the sequel trilogy to use Jedi and Sith very sparingly, and it supports the idea that they lead that they look to end the Skywalker saga by ending the era of the Jedi and the Sith and starting a new era of the Skywalker, a powerful force user that combines the light and dark side to become the new power in the galaxy. Also looking back at vast titles, they all tend to refer to a group menace equals Sith clones, Sith equals emperor Vader hope equals rebels empire Jedi equals Anakin Luke. The Last Jedi is still up for debate as to who it was, if it was singular or plural, and I feel it was plural to signal the end of the Jedi Order with the death of Luke. Therefore, it would stand to reason that the work that the word Skywalker in the title refers to a new Force user, allows Disney to end the Skywalker saga, but allow the name Skywalker to live on as homage to the origins of the story in, in movies yet to come. Okay, uh, another theory here. The title of episode 9 refers to the redemption of Ben Solo. I don't like this theory, and I don't feel that many fans believe that Kylo is redeemable. However, if you look at things from Kylo's point of view, he was lured to the dark side after his mother lied to him, his uncle turned on him, and his father abandoned him. When you consider this, a redemption arc for Kylo seems plausible, and Star Wars like a good likes a good redemption story. This could explain why he appears to be fighting the Knights of Ren in the trailer and allow him to join forces to defeat the ultimate evil of the saga, Palpatine. A redemption arc that allows him to find balance with the light and dark through his connection with Rey, combined with the unexpected reunion and forgiveness by Leia, could persuade fans to embrace his redemption. However, I feel it would create divisiveness amongst the fan and be very controversial movie that I feel Disney wants to avoid. (laughs) third uh, theory here. Episode 9 will tie the entire saga together by bringing back characters from each trilogy. Lucasfilm wants to end this in an epic way, and what better way to end the saga than to take a page from Endgame with a Force Ghost lightsaber battle for the ages. What if Palpatine has figured out a way to bring not only himself back from the dead, but also many of his fallen apprentices? And in order to combat the most incredible evil ever imagined, our heroes need to use holocrons and the guidance of Luke and Yoda to summon the Force Ghosts of Qui-Gon Jinn, Obi-Wan, and Anakin to defeat them. When is there a better time to introduce the magic of canon lore than the final episode? The Skywalker saga ends with the final Jedi for Sith battle on the ruins of the Death Star. It's a bold move, but introducing Palpatine in the very first trailer cannot be the big reveal that J.J. Abrams is planning. They have stated that Episode 9 ties all three trilogies together, and this movie would unite fans for all trilogies and end in the way that no one could have imagined, because no one's ever really gone. Thank you for entertaining my ideas, and I look forward to listening to you guys going forward. Sincerely, Ben Zettelmoyer, Captain, or Bill Zettelmoyer, Captain Bill. Wow, Captain Bill. This, first of all, let's take them one by one, and I'm going to start with the last one. So, because we just read it, okay? So, uh, um, bringing all of these different characters back from uh, the prequels, the originals, summoning the Force Ghost, you know, teaching these techniques. I had thought about the idea that that Luke Skywalker, you know, if he's learning new Force abilities and he's learning new things about Force projection in The Last Jedi, who is he learning that from? And perhaps he's learning it from his father or Yoda, 
seems like he hasn't he hasn't communicated with Yoda in quite some time when he sees him. So maybe maybe not Yoda, but perhaps his father. Uh, I, I would imagine that when they go uh, and, and, and become one with the Force, they, gosh, I mean that they uh, look continue to learn and grow, and they come back and can influence events and uh, what have you. There's a lot of of lore in the EU talking about just the Lake of Apparitions, the, gosh, Beyond Shadow, and and, and all of these things that, that go beyond um, the realm of the living and, and talk about what happens to Force users when they become one with the Force and where they go and how they impact things. So that's really cool. And I would, I honestly, as, as, as Matt was reading it, I was sort of like, uh, wow. I mean, that would be, could you imagine summoning Qui-Gon Jinn back and he steps, you know, and he's I'd love it like like perhaps it takes three of them to defeat you know the uh the emperor or whatever but it's sort of like Sith Lords are our speciality you know Obi-Wan says it and then he's just flanked by his old master and his apprentice and they take him on that would be crazy I think that's absolutely insane but I love it and it makes me you know I, I, I get happy just thinking about it so it's 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 cool uh, no one's ever really gone. And they have been saying that quite a bit. So someone's coming back. I'm not, and we, you know, Palpatine is who we <laughs> we get in the first trailer. But uh, yeah, and, and and he's right. JJ has stated that um, nine is supposed to tie all of them together, and that they are going to be pulling a lot of different things from. Um, oh gosh, just the 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 other films, prequels, originals, maybe even Ahsoka. Uh, who knows? So this, so they could be pulling Christmas special. Yeah, I mean, why not go for it? You know, uh, the caravan of courage, whatever you want, throw it all out there. So I like that. That's awesome. Any any thoughts on that, uh, Matt? Just the idea that we would pull some of the. Would you like to see Qui Gon Jinn back? I'm sure you would. I would. I, I highly doubt it's going to happen, but yeah. I obviously, yeah. I obviously what I do. What I think. What I think the big. The big reveal is going to be is I do think we are getting uh, force ghosts. I I think that the two I think are highly likely. I, I think we're getting Yoda for sure. Okay. Because I mean Luke. I don't. I don't even think that's like. That's not a that question. Would, that, we're getting him. Yeah. That's not even a question. Yeah. Luke isn't even a question. He's obviously in this movie, so it's not even like oh, are we going to get Luke? Right. Um, I think we're gonna get Darth Vader. I think we're gonna, but I, I think I think we're gonna get Hayden Christensen. So Anakin Skywalker, you think? I think we get Anakin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Darth Vader, Anakin, Hayden Christensen, and I also think we're gonna get Obi Wan. Really, really? Yeah. yeah. So what? Here's here's how I see it going down. Uh-huh. Um, what I this this is like kind of my my dream scene. Okay. Is, um, I. I would love the idea of. Th- th- hear me out. I'm going to go on. This go is ahead. Kind of a tangent. Take, take I, your I, time. This is this is kind of my dream scene. So, I think that the that Kylo Ren is going to be starting to push harder and harder and harder, you know, against the resistance, and they're going to say, possibly with Leia being gone, or right, we need to find something. We need mm-hmm. to find some sort of secret weapon. So I think that that Ray is going to start being pulled by possibly Palpatine to the 
to the Death Star. I think I think I don't think I don't think I don't think Kylo Ren's going there. I think it's gonna be the other way around. Okay. I think Ray, I think Ray goes there because she fears feels this pull on her and she doesn't really know what it is. And you don't necessarily have Luke around anymore to kind of guide her. Yeah. And with possibly Leia gone too, there's no one to tell her what to do. Uh-huh. So she's lost all of this guidance. And she's struggled both sides as well, just like Kylo Ren has. So I think she's going to go, and then Palpatine's going to do something, kind of jack her up. I think we're, I'm still a big Ben Den- Ben Demption guy. Okay. And so I think I still have this idea of Hux, and somehow Kylo Ren is going to be in this position where he's going to have to be the good guy at the okay. end. And I see him having a conversation with um, Force Luke. Uh-huh. Right, I it, I just I just think about I just I just think about when Luke is talking to Yoda and Force Obi Wan shows up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I just I just see that similar type sequence happening. Yep, where where maybe Ky- maybe Luke is talking to Kylo Ren, and then Yoda comes out, you know, and the, one of these one of the other Jedi come out and talk to him, and so I think it would be cool as if if as if Luke is trying to convince. Kylo Ren, you know, I like I failed you, all of this stuff, and he's upset with him. And then Anakin, Anakin shows up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be sick <laughs> and, because, uh, because who he's who he's he's long sought after. And, yes, yes. Well, and it's one thing you know you, you have Uncle Luke, but then to have your grandfather, there's a stronger connection there, and and it's not abs- absolutely. You know what I mean? So so that's who he's turned to, and and it's a great point that like. Luke betrayed him. Uh, his mother lied to him. His father abandoned him. So he seeks his grandfather. I don't. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I see. I, because I see. I just see it being a situation where he's, um, hey, you, he's been, he's been, he's been, he's because he he's viewed his grandfather for so long as Darth Vader. Uh huh. And then no, I'm Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, and 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 I think it would be another bit of uh, redemption for Anakin. You know, we know that he turns back uh, right at the end, helps destroy Palpatine, but to see him help his grand, uh, his grandson would be huge. That's another way that he can sort of maybe heal any, any rift that he had between his children is to help his grandson now. Uh, that would be, that could, because Leia often struggles in the books and different things with the fact that this is her father because she, she really did, was, she was raised with, you know, Bail Organa, being uh, her father, and Luke just had his uncle, um, you know, Amperu and Uncle Owen, so he didn't really, you know, have a father figure. Um, so it's just, it's, it's been harder, I think, for for Leia, and this would be a way for him to kind of. I, I love it. I love it, man. I would love to see him step out, as you say, like maybe he's having that conversation with Luke, Force Ghost Luke or whoever, and someone someone shows up. Out of nowhere, mm-hmm. you know, just like Obi Wan does, and just you know, mm-hmm. shows up and has the conversation. Be it, be awesome. So, mm-hmm. um, okay, let's go back here. So that uh, point number two from uh, Captain Bill, we've got the title of Episode Nine refers to the redemption of Ben Solo. We've talked a little bit about that. So just to be brief on this, because I, I want to get to point one here as well. I. I would be okay with it. I would want to know who the villain is, and I'd really want to understand more about this. I guess for a long time, I thought that you had seven, eight, and nine, and I thought they would continue with the Skywalker saga. 
So if they continued, I was like, okay, well then Ben's going to stay on the dark side and we'll see something years later where he's older, maybe in a mask again, and it could be a different character or different um, actor, who knows what, you know, they could do something 30 years later or 20, whatever. But if they're really ending the saga, then I do think he has to be redeemed. The more I think about him just this being the end of the Skywalker saga, you got to have some sort of closure. Something has to happen if there's this emergence of a new order and it's he and Rey together, or maybe as you say, something happens to Rey and he realizes that like he's the only one who can bring her back, which would be ironic. And that's his, that he, maybe he doesn't see a way for redemption and he just feels like there's nothing I can do. You know, I, there's, there's nothing I can do that would, that would redeem me. I've, I've gone too far down this path of the, of the dark side that's what vader struggles with you don't know the power of the dark side um i must obey my master and so he is he's a slave to the dark side until he sees a path for redemption so hopefully that's something that his grandfather and his uncle uh, and maybe even his mother can help him find and if, if that's the case then i'm all for uh ben Demption, for sure so hmm. Okay, uh, let's hit point one here because I really like it. So the title of episode nine refers to the new type of Force user. Uh, the, the mention of the Bendu, by the way, I love that in Rebels. So anyone who wants to talk Rebels or who wants to talk um, about some of that, some of the comic books, things like that, we have a plan. Matt and I have a plan uh, to talk more about that and, and to go back over some of those things, have some roundtable discussions. Uh, we've got some collaborations, people who want to talk about Rebels, who want to talk about Ezra Bridger, Ahsoka Tana, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. So the Bendu was a great reference, a great point to these beings that were connected to the Force, but they were tapped into both sides. And so Kanan, you know, sees that Bendu and has many conversations there. You've got the Loth Wolves in Rebels, which are super epic, and there's something going on there with with their connection to to Ezra and to the Lothal Jedi Temple, the, all that good stuff. So that was neat. There's a lot of evidence there. Ahsoka is kind of a great Jedi. I mean, she leaves the Jedi Order, right? She's not. She's no longer in it, and she's out kind of a guardian now. She just does her own thing. She's So, yeah, they've been hinting at, at Grey Jedi, I guess, for, for a while. Um, I totally can see, and I have to give full credit to Lindsay Gadotti for the idea of... Um, she had first pitched the idea at Celebration to me that the term Skywalker... Uh, that the rise of Skywalker would be a new order. A lot of people had thought of that, and that's that's something that, that that's out there. But it was just cool to see her in the moment at Celebration tell me uh, that she thought that could be a thing because, and she even pulled in the Chiss ascendancy, calling their younglings back to younglings, Matt, <laughs> uh, calling them Force fifteen. Yeah, where are we? Sixteen. <laughs> Where's the count? What's it up to? <laughs> uh, so the, their younglings had the ability to use the force and they were actually called skywalkers because they could navigate that unknown region and you had to be kind of force sensitive there. So uh, that was really neat. I haven't caught up on all of that. I'm actually reading the old Thrawn trilogy right now um, in Dark Force Rising, and I, um, but I, I haven't read the most recent book and I need to because, uh, Matt, we've got like uh, the new Thrawn book is coming up in July, the third of that trilogy. So the Timothy Zahn's new uh, Thrawn book will be coming out, I think. I forget what the what it's, the subtitle is, but that should be epic. I'm all for there being a new type of Jedi or a new group of Force-sensitive beings, and they're called the Skywalkers. I'm all for it. 
I think that sounds great because if you can't really continue that Skywalker name, then this is the best way to do it. Because I've, I've struggled with, okay, who is Rey? Is she nobody? Maybe she is. And then Ben Solo is Ben Solo. I mean, he has his father's name. He has the Skywalker blood, Skywalker bloodline. But if Luke has no children and there's no way to kind of continue on that air quote, that name, then what do you do? Well, you turn it into a group of people. And I think that's their way to end the the Skywalker saga is that all of this has led to this new group, this new order, if you will. And to see who's at the head of that order and what the characters will be going forward is is really cool. So I, I'm, I'm all for that. What do, what do you think about uh, the idea that there'd be a, a group of Skywalkers out there? So I would love the idea. Here's... I like the idea of it, and then we call them Skywalkers, and them, and them all being kind of gray Jedi, mm-hmm. only if it were the final Star Wars movie ever. Mm, gotcha. Because after the, when you after you go from that, it's going to be hard a hard sell. Because then what are you going to do? If everyone's just gray, then there is no right. light versus good, or mm-hmm. light versus dark side. Mm-hmm. And I think that it, if it, if they were just gray Jedi um, or gray Sith users, because you can view it either way, and they're and they're they're just now Skywalkers, then it would end with there being balance in the Force. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Finally, a a true balance in the Force. Well, That's the thing. There must always be balance in the Force, right? But mm-hmm. the Jedi were always mistaken, and they viewed it as that means we need to get rid of the Sith or. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, Anakin, it, it, I still say Anakin is the one that uh, brought balance to the force. Yeah. Because he's the one who he kills, you know, I yeah. mean, 19, 20, yeah, right. yeah. 21. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. <laughs> it ends with two Sith, you know, and one, one uh, and two Jedi. Uh-huh. Yoda yeah. and, pretty Yoda even. and uh, Obi-Wan. So it's pretty even. Pretty balanced. I mean, obviously yeah. obviously in the extended universe, there's guys like Kyle Katarn and yeah, there's stuff like Jedi. that. Yeah. But yeah. it's it's certainly not like hundreds of, of Jedi or mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then two Sith two Sith users. So Yeah, yeah. You two, know, to three, two to three Sith users. And, and I think you're right. I mean, if they may, I, I, yeah, I believe they might go here. So episode nine might be the last at the end of this timeline for a long time. It could be years before they move beyond episode nine and they would just go back to the old Republic stuff because there's thousands and thousands of years there to play with. And you could mm-hmm. build, that could be Disney's world. They could build that like crazy and they could have wrapped up. Like This could be the end of the timeline technically. Mm-hmm. So, so, so maybe they could do that. And the other thing is you could just have this faction. If you, if you pull in some of the, the EU, um, lore there were other like uh force sensitive orders beings groups out there uh especially in the fate of the jedi series i think luke and ben go on a, a big uh, luke is exiled and they go on this big ex- uh, they try to figure out why uh, um jason solo had turned to the dark side and so they come across a bunch of different groups of force users who have different code of ethics who have who use the force in a different way so maybe it would turn into something like that, but but that's 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 a lot for you know a movie series. You you want good versus evil, and if you go to the Skywalkers just being this gray Jedi, then I, I can see your point, Matt. But I also would say perhaps there is this is just now it's a new code that's written, and these are actually Jedi more light side. If they don't go with the gray approach, and these are like 
the light side version. They just re-term it, and uh, they're not really... They just take Jedi and they replace it with Skywalker. And then maybe Sith, they replace it with something else. You know, who knows? I, I don't know. But, yeah, it's, it's a neat idea. It's a really neat idea. And I just keep going back to the rise of Skywalker. Who's doing the rising is is my mm-hmm. question. So, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, all right. Okay, so we have one more here. This is from uh, our good buddy, Lord Adam Parker of the planet Batu. Sir Ezra and I are, are assuming he's just from the northern region. Yeah. Uh, Hello, Starwind and Skyhopper. I hope this transmission finds you well. I'm Adam from the planet Batu. Before the invention of hyperspace travel, my great-great-grandparents built their vast wealth and earned a lordship, which was then passed down to me. We are on one of the Outer Rim territories, so we were mostly unaffected by the attempted assassination of Chancellor Palpatine. After the dismantling of the Galactic Senate, my family remained loyal to the Emperor. After the Battle of Rebel Aggression in 4ABY, <laughs> my parents helped the New Order continue their stronghold on this side of the galaxy. I'm a student of history, and I love learning about adventures. And from the tales I've heard of Luke Skywalker and Han Solo, I've been disagreeing with my family over the New Order's policies, and I've decided to secretly help the Resistance in their fight to overthrowing tyranny. So for now, it's best to refer to me by my proper title of Lord Parker in case any Imperials are listening to the podcast. <laughs> nice. Thank yes. you very much, uh, Lord Lord Adam Lord Adam Parker. Lord Parker, yeah. Which is what we would call you anyway. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Lord Adam Parker uh, here is one of our uh, long-time listeners on, on Bend the Knees. Loyal Bannerman, yes. Loyal Bannerman, yes. So. Uh, all right, here we go. How I got into Star Wars. When I was a small boy, my older brother was flipping channels and A New Hope was on the TV, and my brother decided to keep watching it. I thought it was incredibly boring. A few years later, I remember my brother-in-law loved Star Wars and had action figures still in the box. He got me the VHS Special Edition Trilogy Box. It seems to be where we're all at. Yeah. Uh, yep. Where George Lucas talks before A New Hope about the uh, newer prequels. I started falling in love. By the time A Phantom Menace came out, I remember the Coke cans with the characters on them. And I think I still have the Queen Amidala one. Uh, I don't remember the Coke cans. I do remember I had the Pepsi cans. Mm-hmm. And I remember reading about guys like Qui-Gon Jinn, which I've talked about before. Mm-hmm. My sister's friend had just gotten the movie on VHS and brought it over to watch. I was nine years old at this time. I was fully hooked by then. My parents got me all the Lego sets and started from Attack of the Clones to this date. I have seen all the Star Wars movies in theaters. The summer before my wedding, my wife and I watched all the movies for her first time through and she loved them i've watched the six movies a hundred times wow obi-wan is my favorite character young obi-wan if i had to be specific return of the jedi might be my overall favorite but revenge of the sith was so good i like matt love phantom menace also being my favorite scene is when luke throws down his lightsaber saying you're wrong your highness i am a jedi like my father before me and palpatine replies so be it jedi and just uh, and just Daenerys Targaryen's Luke. <laughs> uh, I played Battlefront and Jedi Knights on the original Xbox, and read the Jedi Apprentice book series, but never uh, read any of the other books. So I am missing out. I'm missing a lot of information. But if you're doing original six movie trilogy, then no one there's no one else that compares. Uh, lastly, shout out to John Williams, who is a master when it comes to music, Duel of Fates, and the Opie One Anakin fight songs are my favorites. I'll listen to them every other week to pump myself up before heading to the gym. Thank you very much, Lord Adam Parker. Wow, that is awesome. Yeah, the Duel of Fates is where it's at, right? It was just just so epic. 
uh, Obi Wan and Qui Gon getting ready to face off with that. That's one of the best. I mean, that is it, like mm-hmm. I know uh, Matt will say that's the the best lightsaber fight mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. all time. It is. It so. is. It is. Yeah, I mean, it is. <laughs> it's great. It is fantastic. So uh, yeah, that, that that's really neat. I mean, wow. Um, you know, I read the Jedi Apprentice books too. So that's sort of that Obi Wan Qui Gon Jinn how they kind of uh, came together, master and apprentice sort of thing. So. Uh, Lord Parker, you would love Master and Apprentice, new book that just came out, uh, kind of going over Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon's relationship, and it's fantastic. So if you want to pick up a book and just get right into it, you don't have to know or have read any of the other books. So, boom, I would I would get Master and Apprentice and read that and just go crazy. It's got some prophecies in it. It's fantastic. So, um, but yeah, I mean, the Lego sets. You know, I had a few of the Lego sets too, but I did not, like... I, save up my money and collect them and things like that i was i was back and forth i'd get an action figure here i'd get uh i wanted a wide variety of different things and so uh, i would always ask for christmas to get the something star wars didn't really matter what it was i just needed something star wars so that's that's cool a lot of people are getting the lego sets and and playing some of the video games that that we grew up on playing so mm-hmm. yeah yeah you're you're, <laughs> you're wrong your highness i'm a jedi mm-hmm. like my father before me so, so awesome so good so awesome cool well uh yeah and then uh lord parker if you have any thoughts too on on the rise of skywalker i mean he is a theory man he he comes up with a lot of Oof. really cool stuff for for ben the knee yeah, for those for those of you who will be joining us for the first time just uh stay tuned for some of uh lord adam parker's uh theories they are uh, very very well put together and very thorough yes yeah he thinks outside the box quite a bit i i tend to stay inside the eu uh box so when you have somebody come in and and who can really shake things up? It's it's fantastic. Makes you think of a whole new, uh, different way of of shooting this this next film or even the, just the whole series. So, really cool. But all right, well, I think uh, that that was our mm-hmm. last transmission there. So we've got uh, we've we've uh, been getting some activity on Twitter. Um, we've got some really. I, we want to hear your origin story because that's fantastic. I'm loving the origin stories as we kind of get to know some of our other captains, some of our Jedi masters. Um, you know, again, I like to hear about favorite characters, but you know, mine is open mm-hmm. one, uh, and, and I love return of the Jedi. So we, I could talk for days just about what people's favorite thing is. What's your favorite lightsaber color? You know, who would win in a fight? Uh, you know, we, we, Matt and I love to go back and forth. We, at one point in time we did, we, we would rank the Jedi. We would try, mm-hmm. we would try. It was always a fight and always ended up just being like this big back and forth. Matt would have his list. I'd have my list. We would rank the mm-hmm. Uh, best lightsaber fights, you know. Well, I th- some of my favorite moments are when you and I have severe disagreements on, um, especially a lot of stuff that happens in episode three. Uh-huh. You yeah. and I have you and I have big disagreements. Like, did Mace Windu actually beat the Emperor, and yeah, yeah. or <laughs> did the Emperor just let him seem like he would win? Or um, mm-hmm. where I I am highly critical of Yoda in his fight against the Emperor. So it, I I argue that he loses, and you argue no, he just walks away, and <laughs> things <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> things like that. Where we're yeah. uh, we have high uh, big big disagreements about um, I, I, uh, about what actually what actually happens, and yeah, yeah, because because here's me, you know, when Yoda uh, is, is talking to Bale, and he says, "Failed have I." I'm like, no, no, you didn't. Yeah. Don't worry, it's yeah. okay. <laughs> like I've and seen I'm the like, other exactly, movies. Exactly, he failed. You didn't. You didn't fail, Yoda. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not really a big Yoda fan. So. Oh my gosh. 
uh, wow, people are tuning out right now. I mean, <laughs> I know. Everyone's like, what are you talking about? Hey, I'm sure there's some hey, other people that, I mean, I'm I not saying Yoda. Yoda's bad or anything. I'm just saying. You uh, like other characters more, like Qui-Gon. And, I like yeah. other characters. I, li- I do like other characters more, yeah. Yeah, which is which is totally fair. Um, if anyone's into Rebels, by the way, we are planning, I'm just teasing this, something in the future, and I kind of wanted to gauge whether people are interested, maybe we'll throw something out on Twitter, um, a Rebels rewatch. It's four seasons, and I want, um, Matt, you've seen the first season, I think, right? Or have you? No. You've seen? Oh no, no. Okay, yeah. I've so, seen. I, I've seen. A, I've seen a handful of episodes when when right. you when you were watch, when you were watching them. Yeah, that's. Yeah, yeah. With with as I mean, I'm I'm familiar with some of the characters, Ezra Bridger and yeah, and things like that. I have seen the the one I watched more of was the Clone Wars. Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah. Right. So and actually, I do, that's one that I watched once and haven't really gone back to. So. I think what we might do is uh, I want to do I wanted to do a rewatch of that for myself and then uh, a watch with with um, with Matt and just sort of have maybe some some discussions. Um, yeah, in the future. So we'll talk more about that later. Just wanted to kind of tease it. So because Rebels was brought up here and it's fantastic. It's so, so emotional and so good. So I really want to uh, if I can pressure Matt into doing one one thing, it's watching Rebels. It's so good. So oh, I'm sure I'll watch it. It's probably yeah. on the is it's on the is it on the, Dis, uh, the Disney be, app? Yeah, and I was thinking, yeah, is it on fall. Netflix or? It, yeah, no, it's probably not. probably not. Yeah, yeah, probably not. yeah. But we we can wait till like this fall when we get uh, as the we Disney. get for yeah, like the the Mandalorian and, and things like that. So we'll be mm-hmm. we'll, we'll be playing Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. So that'll be fantastic. Mm-hmm. We play that, watch a little Rebels. And um, watch the Mandalorian series too. So, because I think there may be some connections between Rebels and the Mandalorian TV show that we're getting. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if some of our characters from Rebels show up, like Sabine and Hera, um, maybe even Ahsoka. I would be that, th- those would be huge mm-hmm. show. I mean, that would that's kind of you know probably not going to happen. But those are my if I had a guilty pleasure things I wanted to see. It would be a connection between some mm-hmm. of those. Characters. And I'll get and I and, and I will get Ezra to go back and play some of the old games. I just started uh, replaying uh, Dark Forces, yeah, which is a uh, game out about I think it was ninety five uh, PC and the original PlayStation. There may have been a Sega Saturn port, but I'm not entirely sure. But uh, it's essentially Doom, the old school Doom, uh, just Star mm-hmm. Wars themed, and it's great. It's it's great. If you, if you ever if you ever played Doom or Duke Nukem or uh, definitely check out Star Wars Dark Forces. You can get it on Steam for about five bucks and. Uh, nice. It's absolutely worth it. Absolutely. It's worth the five bucks, but then Steam often has things on sale. Uh, and I'm sure I will be keeping people obviously posted for that because you can get a lot of those games uh, for like a dollar when that when that comes out, like Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. Uh, Empire Empire at War, the pod racing game, Lego Star Wars, stuff like that. And they're all different. They're all great. Right. And actually, on that note, so for Matt to keep you guys posted, uh, follow him at Super Games Bros on Twitter. Because mm-hmm. he also does that retro gaming uh, box trick podcast, which I've been on mm-hmm. a few times, and, and we yeah we actually we have an episode there where you and I uh, yeah. it, it May the fourth last year, and it was our top uh, just our favorite Star Wars games. So we talk about all of them. Yeah, which is which is awesome. Uh, so so there's that. Follow me at Womprat underscore two M on Twitter, and I'll, I kind of I'm more into the books, and 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 so I try to keep people up to date with uh, books that are coming out, things that we're going to be reading here. On hyperspace and and things that we'll, that we'll be that we'll be doing. Um, Matt, one thing though, I was doing some research the other day. Did you know? And I know that you. The answer is oh, yes. Probably. That you, you. Yeah, you do. Probably. You do. Let's it, hope. The the Star Wars X Wing series. The um, is the game. 
Yeah, the game. Um, yes, and the Tie Fighter series. They're great. They're old school, but they're great. See, see, I found the Tie Fighter series, and I had no idea there was such a thing. I was mm-hmm. just the X Wing. I looked at that. So, yeah. Like, so, yeah. So, um, some of the games, I will say, you get into some confusing titles. Yeah. Because you have, well, I have Steam. Let me just uh, make one click here. Hope my computer doesn't crash. Uh, <laughs> so you have like the Jedi Knight series, which is uh, you have like Jedi Knight, Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast. Then right. there is the, um, well, let me do it. Let me do a search here because they, they get, they get kind of confusing. And, and a lot of those games are the ones that feature Kyle Katarn. Yes. Yep. Who is one of our, our favorite our favorite oh, yeah. favorite characters. Uh, you have the Knights of the Republic, um, Battlefront. Where is the one I am thinking of? Uh, Republic Commando, Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy. There's another one. What's the one I'm blanking on here? Um, oh, a- Dark Forces Two, Jedi Knight. So there's Star Wars Dark oh. Forces, and okay. there's Star Wars, and so that's just like a shooter. And then in Star Wars Dark Forces 2, you get like a lightsaber, and so you can then do that. Then there's Star Wars Jedi Knight, Mysteries of the Sith. And yeah. so the names yep. in some of those ones that came out in the 90s get a little confusing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they're all connected. They're all, not just because they're Star Wars, but they all feature similar characters and plot lines and, and, right. and things like that. And then you also have um, Shadows of the Empire, which also is like loosely connected because you have Dash Rendar and they're all so they're all a lot of those games that came out in the in the mid 90s, mid to late 90s um, are all all connected. Yeah. Well, and so one. Th- so the 94, the TIE Fighter game in 94, I was just reading, um, as I said earlier, I'm reading uh, the Thrawn trilogy I'm on the second book. Uh, mm-hmm. I've read it before back in the day, but I like to go back and keep fresh and, and, and reread. So mm-hmm. I've been rereading that and. In that game, that he makes a cameo, and he is the vice admiral, vice admiral mm-hmm. Thrawn, and it's sort of like his origin story just is is so different, and it's it's kind of neat mm-hmm. to see some of those cameos or some of those, as you say, those those storylines in the video games, which is a part of the mm-hmm. EU too. When I Abs- when, oh absolutely and big well, part. and some of the video and some of the video games were canon. We've talked a lot about. Uh, I want to replay it. Um, the Force Unleashed. The Force Unleashed was declared canon by George Lucas before Disney oh, yeah. came in. Yeah. But yeah, so, so okay, so it is a five part series. It is Dark Forces, Jedi Knight, Dark Forces 2, where I think you play as Kyle Katarn. Yep. Then you have Jedi Knight Mysteries of the Sith. Then it's Jedi Knight 2. So you, Dark Forces, Dark Forces 2, Jedi Knight. Then it goes to Jedi Knight Mysteries of the Sith, which I guess uh, is the second title in the Jedi Knight series, but where it's going to get, then you get Jedi Knight two Jedi outcast. That's where, uh, Kyle Katarn's, uh, outcasted. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and then Jedi Academy is, yeah. uh, you're at the Academy and you play as a student and the story is really cool. You can, sw- you can go light side or dark side and you end up, f- you end up fighting some ancient Sith at the end. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's a, it's a really, it's a really, really cool storyline. You go to Mos Eisley, you go to Hoth. Uh, it is actually still one of the most played games, even though it came out in probably like 2000, 2001, something, really? uh, 2003, because there's a multiplayer and the modding community is so heavy that you they've put on skins for everything. They've made tons of maps. It's it's obviously by today's standards it doesn't play super well, but it's it's a huge. There's still a huge community of people playing it. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, that yeah, that's awesome. I mean, we're gonna have to go back, and I, I'm I'm with you on. I need to. So so Matt's gonna push me into some of that video game lore and and get me there, and I'm gonna try to introduce us to mm-hmm. some comic book series and things like that. Because guys, if you wanted an expert, I'm telling you, box trick. It's it's deep and it is like real yeah. <laughs> serious knowledge. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. See, so the yeah, and then the X Wing series is four games. You have uh, X Wing, Tie Fighter, X Wing Alliance, and X Wing Verse Tie Fighter. Yeah. Yeah. There it's, you go. Yeah. It's yeah. It's <laughs> there's I didn't there's know quite those a lot existed. And I'm like, what there's, is this? Yeah. Almost, almost, oh man. Oh yeah. man. There's 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 so so many Star Wars games. Then you've got the old games. You've got like Rebel Assault. Yeah. which is basically the beginning of it. And then um, mm-hmm. you get to like Galactic Battlegrounds, um, Rogue Squadron, which is similar right. but different. And then Rogue mm-hmm. Squadron 2, which is obviously like one of the yeah, single greatest the, video the, games yeah. ever made. It's amazing. Yeah. 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 Um, cool. That's awesome. So one more little nugget for, for uh, folks here. If you are a Mara Jade fan, uh, Matt and I back in the day, we watched The Dark Redemption. Let me mm-hmm. say that again. It is we're gonna watch it. Oh, we're gonna watch it again and review it uh, because yeah. it is definitely worth talking about. It is. I'm telling you, do yourself a favor. Google the Dark Redemption, Mara Jade. It's fantastic. It's actually really good. And I don't know. I to me, it's canon. So I mean, this is Mara mm-hmm. Jade. This is who would play it. So, mm-hmm. anyways, uh, really cool kind of kind of fan film. But we wanted to. Throw a little, just little, little tidbit, tidbits out there for folks because I think it's fun. Absolutely. Uh, when you guys send us stuff, if there's a game I haven't heard of or comic book series or there's this, you know, something going on. For example, uh, I recently learned that there's a comic book series that actually deviates a little bit. You know, in the early '90s, the EU was just kind of going crazy. There wasn't a something's uh, slipped through that w- there was some continuity issues and they had to kind of correct some things. But there's this whole bit with Palpatine actually cloning himself and mm-hmm. making a clone so we can talk about that eventually in regards mm-hmm. to uh, the rise of skywalker so. yeah and one of the things one of the things i think uh, we've, we've talked about before is star wars when you when you say star wars it's so much more than just the movies yeah um yeah. i mean you you can get into the toys you can get into as we've met the cosplayers and the the people who do five yes. first and that's i mean that's so far beyond cosplay mm-hmm. um yes you know, that's that those people are it's legit. a service They're, yeah it's a service and um you know talking to them about the costume and the authenticities and the the levels you have to reach right it has to meet very specific criteria um it's just super cool so regardless of what your your interest is in the fandom we want to hear about it and we want to talk about it yeah absolutely 100 percent, 100 percent. so so all right. all right well i i think that's a pretty good place to uh sign off so we want to thank you for hanging out in hyperspace in our next episode we will be discussing your transmissions uh if you have any thoughts on the mandalorian tv show that's uh we didn't really get any of those this week but perhaps we'll get some mm-hmm. next week but anything star wars related send it our way yep uh, if you like our podcast don't forget to subscribe like us write a review leave a comment or send us a transmission at hyperspacehangout at gmail.com See you in a week, and remember, traveling through hyperspace ain't like dusting crops.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.